1: everybody it's Friday night it's time to talk sports gambling and alongside Mike North I'm Carmen DeFalco together we are the Odds Couple presented by Rob Flop here on ESPN 1000 and the great ESPN Chicago app and Mike they did it somehow they kind of flubbed their way to it but baseball is coming back at least for 60 games in 2020.
2: Oh, I love it. All of a sudden, I'm into it. You know why? Because now the action begins. (laughs) That's right. It's not about, like, are you going to enjoy this? Are you going to like the fact that there's only 60 games? With us, we're the odds couple. There's the ODDS odds, and we got plenty of baseball to talk to you about tonight. But I found out something that's intriguing, because you cannot count this season. You put the double asterisk next to it, and if it's the White Sox or Cubs, I'd be happy if they won it. But we'd still have to go with the asterisk. To give an example, you know, the pre-show meeting, you and Randy constantly bar- bombard me. Come up with something new. You know, Jag Bag was in the 90s, all right?
1: Jag Bag was great. Yeah, yeah.
2: If we come up with something new or come up with a stat. Randy, constantly on me. Mike, don't rest on your laurels. Otherwise, you'll end up like Babe Ruth with the Boston Braves. I go, okay. If there was only 60 games in 1969, the Cubs would have won. They were 40 and 19, while the Mets were 33 and 27. Oh, man. So I keep hearing about the Nationals not being around, you know, last year, if it was 60 games last year, because yeah. they didn't get going until late. But let me tell you something. There's a lot of examples. And the 60—I mean, Murph would have never been uh, so mad about the Cubs for, yeah. for, his, <laughs> last, for his last 30 years it had it been a 60-game schedule. It
1: would have prevented a lot of agita from oh, over the years, wouldn't it? Right? My <laughs>
2: uncle went to his—my uncle Joe went to his grave. He died three months before the uh, Cubs won God. the World Series. That's and he said, "Why?" Well, his last words were, are they really going to do this to me? <laughs> I mean, seriously.
1: I mean, really, what a kick in the you-know-what for your poor uncle. You know what I mean? Yep, like, come on. three Three months. Just, Think about it. My grandfather went hundred. Yeah, he went ninety-three years. My grandfather lived, and he never saw the Cubs they win. They just didn't have I mean, the right like, front office. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> that's that is great though. I love that. That's what you come with. I I wasn't even thinking about that to be honest, because well, you're right. I, we've just focused on the Nats from last just year. Just
2: forget but it. The 69 Cubs. Cubs. That's great. The sixty-nine Cubs. Ernie Banks would have had the statue way before he got
1: it. So did you say they had forty-one wins, Mike? Through 60? they were
2: they were forty-one and nineteen. Wow. The first. Up until June 15th. Wow. I looked at it. I didn't read it wrong. And by the way, the Mets, you know, people think the Mets just started getting going in July. No, that they, they started moving up a little bit in in early June and started to chip away at the Cubs the Cubs won 92 games that year didn't mean
1: a thing unbelievable so do you think with that number in mind then when you mm-hmm. think about how good that start was or you think about some of the other great starts in MLB history like mm-hmm. the 84 Tigers, I think the oh. 84 Tigers were like 35 and 5 through 40 I they don't know would
2: what... have won they would have won if there was a 300 game schedule. right
1: I mean I don't know what the 60 game record looked like but I'm sure it was pretty impressive they like...
2: were 35 and five to start uh, off with. Uh, uh, right and what are the over and unders right now well, 32 33 and for some good teams that's
1: what's like the biggest one that we have here is dodgers. the dodgers at 37 38 depending on where you're looking at this caesars actually moved the line just within the last 24 hours they opened it at 37 and it went out to 38 and you can basically see what they did here mike they mm-hmm. they kind of took their uh february totals and they just basically adjusted the winning percentage you know caesars had the Dodgers at 102.5, that that translates to about a 633 right. winning percentage. And right now, the number at 38 translates to almost the exact same winning percentage. Do you think a team like the Dodgers or the Yankees could possibly win 40 games in this 60-game spread?
2: Yes, I do. Otherwise, they wouldn't have put it that high. I was surprised it was that high. But, you know, ask me if I want to take the under in those games. I don't know. I saw a lot of other... Better uh, deals here. I mean, the Oakland Athletics, I know every year they're another team. They don't get going for what, three months? Usually. Usually. (laughs) And now I'm looking at the Athletics, they're 33 and a half. Like they're going to come out of the gate. I don't know. I'd be afraid to take the under. But it's easy maybe to take the over.
1: I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, like, so, and so, someone on Twitter just asked me last night, like, do we just bet all the unders? It's going to be such a weird season. And what if a guy gets hurt? Or what if a, a big player does come down with COVID and they have to miss two weeks? And, like, do we just bet all the under? I, I don't know. Like, I, and I'm never going to bet the whole board of it. I, I don't want to do that. Do we just try to find a couple of key ones here that we like one way or another? I mean, it's not an easy exercise you right now because scary? there's so much uncertainty.
2: I picked six games. All right. Or six teams. Excuse me, folks. I picked six teams and you like, should we take all the unders out of the six teams? Okay. I got the Braves under 33, uh-huh. Washington under 32, the Cubs under 31 and a half, yeah. the Sox under 31 and a half. The only two overs I took, the twins over 34 and a half yeah. and uh, Oakland over 33 and a half. So I'm, I'm loading up with Thunders, too. Yeah. Maybe the right thing to do would be to take all the overs because those are the ones you don't think are going to come through.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only real big ones we see on the board here are, like we said, the Dodgers and the Yankees. Everybody else, then you start getting from anywhere from about 35 to 25. I read a few of the, the sports directors out in Vegas said, they had to be careful with this, and they tried not to overthink it too much. They basically just translated their preseason projections and their winning percentages, and that's how they set these uh, these totals now. Mike said it. The White Sox and the Cubs both have, uh, in Vegas right now, at Caesars, the exact yep. same win total, 31 and a half. I mean, the, the fan in me would want to say bet the over on the White Sox, but I think you're going to be on the right side of that, Mike, to be honest. I think that they you might make Don't it interesting, but...
2: You know what, though, Carm? I think that's the one bet I'd be afraid to make. You think so? The Sox bet. The Cubs bet with a new manager, mm-hmm. inexperienced, pressure on these guys. And we know how sometimes some of these Cub players, and I, it's unfair maybe, deal with pressure or don't come out of the gate. They haven't had a spring training where Ross was able to put in his whole system. they It's going to be like, let's just go off the seat of your pants. I, I feel comfortable, unfortunately, with the undercup.
1: Do you? Think, I do. Do you think the game by game, like as we start betting games, yes, how different that's going to be, especially oh. if if teams start using openers more and more, it's a, you know because it's going to be such a sprint, and mm-hmm. they're you know you're going to let's face it, you're going to use your pitching staff differently. There's not going to be as much of an opportunity to say uh, in a normal long grind of a baseball season. Okay, it's this one doesn't matter as much. Like all these are going to matter. Is that cool?
2: I think that's cool. I do. I I think maybe this is an argument for shortening the season. Right. I I think you're
1: right. I think it could be surprisingly fun because it's such a quick sprint. Can I
2: tell you something? I played in softball, uh, on softball teams, where sometimes because we went to tournaments and everything, we'd play up to 60, 70 games a year right during the summer. I was tired of it. Yeah. How do you think these guys feel that are 30 games out around game number 154? You know, they're getting paid, but come on.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. It's tough.
2: I'm going to be interested to see. And the fans lose interest.
1: Yeah, oh, I think absolutely. Like in August, in July, and in August they call it the dog days for a reason. Not only are the players tired, I think you're right. I think even diehard baseball fans – at some point, like, a little bit of fatigue just sets oh, yeah. in at that oh, point yeah. of the year, you know? I,
2: mean, you got a team that absolutely is dreadful that you yeah. got to root for. And, boy, I got the scars for being a, a White Sox and, and Cub, a rooter, yeah. for a long time. It's brutal if you're not in it. I mean, I'll never forget '72 with with Dick Allen. For the folks that want to learn a little history, he was one of the greatest uh, hitters I've ever seen for a short amount of time. Won the MVP, carried a team on his back. And, and it's fun to be in a pennant race, but when you're not, it, 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 baseball suffers because of the long schedule yeah. for those teams.
1: So the Cubs and the Sox both at thirty one and a half. Right. The FanGraphs projections in the sixty game simulation they did actually pegs them right around those numbers. The Zips projection for the Cubs. Has them going thirty two and twenty eight. They have them uh, being good enough to just beat out the tw- the uh, wow. the Cardinals and the Brewers and the Reds, who they all have a thirty one wins. They to have make them the beaten.
2: They have them winning it.
1: Yep, thirty two and twenty eight. Oh, a forty two percent chance to make the playoffs and a three point nine percent chance to win the World Series. Yep, so,
2: they have the pitching short term, the Cubs. I mean, you know, Hugh Darvish seems to be on the right track. Yeah, uh, you got. Uh, other pitchers that, hey, you know, I mean, Darvish has been an injury last year. He was starting starting to come around. He was but he was starting to come around. So I think they got the pitching staff set up for sixty games, uh, not maybe one hundred sixty two, but for sixty. Yes, but are we going to? I mean, I'll be excited if one of our teams is in it. I think I think, I think yeah. it's good that they've cut the playoff teams down.
1: Well, then it's just the same. I mean, they were going to expand it. You're right. And then they, when they couldn't come to an agreement, they right. kept it the same. Uh, the Fangraphs projection for the White Sox is 31 and 29. Now they that's not good enough to win the division obviously. They have them finishing just How behind the Twins in the How teams are going to the, the playoffs cuz I might five, have read it wrong. 5 and 5. Same as same as normal. Five, right. five in each league. Wasn't yep. it
2: higher? It was higher before this. it Wasn't it ten that they were going to
1: in? Well, they were going to. They were thinking if about they played exp- more games. Yeah, they were thinking about expanding it to seven in each league. That, yes, that's what they were going to. I think that's what they were going to do. He, and then when the players rejected the latest proposal, they just went. Back I don't to the even old know format. anymore. Yes. I don't
2: even know anymore. We went over fifty four different scenarios in about five days. I you mean, know? no
1: kidding. It was ridiculous. It was. And, what, and what did they really accomplish at the end? Like you know, I mean, all this when they the people it... are still disgusted
2: with them, but they'll they'll take it. It's being shoved down their throat. And they, you yeah. know, I read where the San Francisco Giants are gonna have cardboard cutouts. I saw that. You know, can you imagine hitting My a son. home run and rounding the bases with no sound and there's a bunch of cardboard cutout people <laughs> staring <laughs> it's at you? It's hilarious. I'm sorry, you're going into you're going into the clubhouse and you're you're talking to yourself. It's ridiculous. You're
1: looking for Joe Boo. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't care. It's
2: crazy.
1: It's nuts. It's like Will Smith and uh, I am legend. He's in the video store talking to the mannequins. There's nobody else around. It's well, like, like it's wrestling crazy. used to
2: be. They used to do wrestling in the studios back in the 60s and 70s. Bob Luce was the name. And they had cardboard cutouts in bleachers with fake noise. And that's what it's turned out to be.
1: That's so crazy. Mike and yeah. I are still going to go over the World Series odds, too. They've updated those. We've talked a lot about the win totals and things like that. More on uh, baseball's return. Plus, our guy Luke Pergandy. Luke. Yeah, he's coming up here in just a couple of minutes to talk oh. about what's happening at Prop Swap. And how about our guy Randy Merkin? He's going to tell oh. you about the big winner he had. And he's got a big weekend on the line here that he's very excited about. But we're giving out winners. That's what we've been doing. We're going to talk to Luke Pergandy coming up next. Oh. Jim Miller. Jimmy. That's our guy from Hawthorne a little bit later on, so we got a ton to do. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're getting you set for the weekend. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, The Odds Couple, coming right back. This is The Odds Couple
0: with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. You're listening to The Odds Couple. Friday nights at 6, with a replay Saturday morning at 8, on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.
1: Back inside the Odds Couple on this Friday night. Hope everyone had a wonderful week. Mike and Carmen here getting you set for the weekend. Follow us on Twitter. Mike's at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. We do it each and every Friday for you here on ESPN 1000. We are presented by the great folks at PropSwap. And there's so much fun stuff happening there. And to talk about it is one of the co-founders, our buddy Luke Pergandy. That's right. He joins us every Friday on the Corona Hotline on the Odds Couple. Luke, what's up, buddy? Hey Carmen, hey Mike, hey Luke, how we're, are you? We're excited. Baseball finally figured it out. They're coming back. It's going to be probably pretty wild. Mike and I uh, were just talking about how it could be oddly fun and exciting because this sprint is going to be unlike anything we've ever seen in a baseball season. What is that doing to kind of the futures market, and what's sort of available, and what people are are you know either posting or looking to buy at PropSwap swap right now with just a sixty-game season coming up?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think any there's a shortened season, underdogs will outperform because there's less time for mean reversion. Um, so yeah, I think that anytime time that there's a one-third of the games being played, you're going to want long shots, and fortunately, PropSoft specializes in long shots. Um, so a ton of baseball tickets up for sale. We've got a you know St. Young tickets. Who will win MVP? Uh, who will win you know Brewers to win NL Central? Indians to win the Central. Uh, Braves to win the East, so a ton of a ton of baseball features up for sale. Um, and like I said, I think uh, underdogs is is the play when you don't have a, a long season to grind out, and the typical Dodgers and Red Sox end up winning, you know, ninety games.
2: Yeah, I noticed the four hundred stuff, which I'm going to roll my eyes about. You know, I mean, if somebody's hitting four hundred after sixty games, fine, but you'll probably got, you'll probably be selling some of those tickets too if you haven't already.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah,
3: we 400 seen over under. Um, I would go under. Yeah, I think
1: I would too. Yeah. There, we we looked at this yesterday on the show. There aren't, you know, there's only a handful of guys like in the divisional era going back to 1969 that have ever been, you know, qualified hitters that have the requisite number of plate appearances, which right. is 3.1 per team game. There's only like five guys that have ever through his team's first 60 games hit 400 or better. So it's not like it's that common of an occurrence. So, you know, I don't think it'll actually happen. you got to pay year. for
2: that. You don't think. How much is that? About minus well, like eight, 1800 or something? There's something boy, yeah. They even
1: had, do they have props like that out there, Luke? Like will someone hit 400?
3: There, yeah, I would think something like that will come about. Yep. Um, you know the books obviously just got this news on Tuesday, right? Um, so you got to give them a little bit of time to post stuff like that. But yeah, I would imagine um, one of the more unique books will will have a prop like that, and hopefully that gets posted for sale on Prop Swap.
1: Uh, yeah, no kidding. I know you were telling us too. There's been some good NHL action, right? I mean, is that hopefully we get geared up for the return of hockey here coming up soon? That there's uh, there are a bunch of Stanley Cup tickets available now on Prop Swap.
3: Yeah, ton of Stanley Cup futures up for sale. We got a Blackhawks ticket at eighty to one. We have a Blue Jackets ticket, Avalanche, Flyers. Um, I think this Stanley Cup playoffs is going to be incredible. It, it always is, and now you're going to layer in a, a very condensed form of it. And um, you know, the top four have a play in, uh, and teams like the Blackhawks, which had really no chance of getting in, and not getting in um i think it's going to be ripe for upset so yeah. we got a ton of, of tickets up for sale and
1: when the now that golf's back we've spent a lot of time with you the last couple of weeks talking about uh what how great the site is for people who love to watch golf and who love to wage run golf i mean day to day i mean it's really made for it um you know our, our buddy randy Merkin, our producer here uh tip of the cap to randy he had uh Mackenzie Hughes to lead after round one one fifty to one he goes yeah. out and he shoots a sixty yesterday, so Randy uh was very excited. Waddle was like playing prop swap yesterday, Luke he was offering Randy, I think he got all the way up to a thousand dollars. he was offering him maybe even twelve hundred Randy wouldn't bite though <laughs> he wouldn't take it, but I mean I'm telling you if you're if you're into this kind of stuff sure uh, for for golf, you gotta visit prop swap right,
3: yeah. Wow. Well, nicely done, Randy, on getting Mackenzie Hughes. I'd never heard of him until this week, but he is. I thought you know, it was before. an
2: actress. I thought it was an actress on TV. Yeah.
3: Mackenzie yeah. Phillips. I, and, I,
2: I, goofed, I screwed him up.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. He's a Canadian. Not too many uh, right. Canadian right. golfers. Right. Um, wow. Well, yeah, good job, and, uh, But Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about Webb Simpson last week, and yep. he obviously yep. cash last yep. week, so. Um, to you know, if an Illinois resident grabbed that, kudos, because yeah. we sold two separate uh, Web Simpson tickets last week, and they both cashed for over $1,000. Wow. Wow. So
1: that's why you got to look, folks. Make sure you check it out, PropSwap.com. Check swap every
3: week, every com. day.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Luke, enjoy the weekend as always, buddy, and we'll chat next week, all right?
3: Bye, guys. Have a good weekend. Hi, right,
1: pal. We'll see you. There he is, Luke Pergandy. You can follow PropSwap on Twitter at PropSwap. Follow Luke at Luke Pergandy. Great stuff there. Yeah, and congrats to uh, Merck. I mean, open up the mic there for a second, Merck. Take a yeah, bow. Yeah, I,
2: take a bow. I mean, that like so you, vote.
1: when you hit a one fifty to one, you know, like we were excited about our eight to one Ryan Blaney hit, you know, like that's nice. You make eight I thought I won the money. World Series the I way mean, I was right. acting. I mean, my God, but you won fifty. I t- Merck's buying lunch all next week. I think so. Can you, nice hit, Merck. Thank you, thank you. You know, I've been I've bet him the all three weeks. I like Have him. You? He's he's a good good player, and he has the tendency to go low. So that's when you, when you're trying to bet someone in the first mm-hmm. round. You gotta you gotta see if someone can get on a heater. And he and that's what he did. He he birdied six straight holes after he, he was one hundred through four. So oh, he wasn't yeah. he wasn't killing it, and then he uh had six straight birdies. So that, And you know, then you have him also to win the tournament I have him this to win weekend, the tourney right? as well. Yeah. Wow. I bet wow. him last week I had more he was three hundred to one last week and he was only four off the lead going in and then he had a t- – I think he was seven over on his final round. But uh I, I, I look at guys like that also that have They were playing well for three rounds and then kind of, you know, don't do well Mm -hmm. final round and then try to jump on them early.
2: Go to the whip, Randy. That's what you're doing. You're sticking with the guy. That's smart. Some people jump off thinking it ain't going to happen again. And and that's a smart play, and you're still getting good value.
1: Absolutely. So good job by Merck, and uh, good luck the rest of the weekend. Hope everybody enjoys the golf over the course of the weekend. You know, I was looking around with baseball coming back, and I haven't seen many of these posted yet. I think the books just have to wait. I
2: saw a prop bet for 400. I didn't want to interrupt. you did see one? I saw one, but it was featured in Gaming Today, and it's, I guess, to hit 400. If you if you think that's going to happen, yeah. If I remember correctly, it was like minus sixteen hundred, you know. And if if somebody does hit four hundred, it was like eight hundred.
1: Yeah, but you eight get, on that 100. About right. Yeah, you
2: know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sixty games. I mean, you can do it, Brett. But how many Bretts and Carews and Tony Gwynns
1: are there oh, well, that's in a, this league now? Yeah, that's a good not point. many. I mean, with like that's a good point, Mike. With with shifts and everything that's changed. Where's and... the weight boxes? They, they, I know. I know what you mean. I Wouldn't mean, you just, be more nervous to bet with those four guys in their prime? Absolutely. Than with anybody in the game today. No doubt about it. The, yep. And, and if, especially if I'm taking, like, if I'm going back and you're saying, make that bet in their era, oh. you know, I'd be scared to death to take the under in that. You're absolutely Unbelievable. right. Carew
2: would all, Sports Illustrated seemed like every year it was either Carew or, or Brett into July.
1: Yeah, I, you're right. I mean, And
2: even Tony Gwynn had a couple seasons where he was rolling. I'd be terrified with yeah. those hitters because they always got bad on ball.
1: I would be, too. There's no yep. way. The game's change. The profile yep. of the hitters changed. Defensive shifts take more of those singles away. Uh, I mean, so it's just, I think, you know, I, I, I'm not going to bet it because I would never want to lay that much juice, and Mike said no, it's a pretty no. big number. I Crazy. wouldn't bet it, but I don't think anybody will hit 400, and I also agree with Mike that, uh, as impressive as it may be, look, if you still go to the plate 200 times uh-huh. and you hit 400, tip of the cap to you, that's often yeah. impressive. But that's not like hitting 400 in a, in a full season. It's no. just not. There's no way. I mean, It's
2: going to be so crazy. Yeah. Here, here, I got this one. I found it. I found it. Folks, this is what I do. I'm having a hot show today, okay? <laughs> well, like, Will any player hit, this is from the Superbook Westgate Las Vegas, okay. will any player hit at least 400 in the 2020 MLB regular season, I, I I I guess I don't I don't have some timers yet. I remember sort of yes plus eight hundred, wow. no minus. You got to put fourteen hundred
1: bucks down to win a hundred. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I don't no. think it's going to happen, but I'm not doing it. No, if you want to just put fifty bucks on it to win four hundred, <laughs> uh, you know, just to see if somebody gets it. You know, you might as well go ahead, but I mean, I'm not putting, I'm not laying that kind of. How
2: much? You're the wizard, so if I put four, if I put 14 bucks down, that they're not going to do it. I win a dollar or something, uh, right? Something like that. That yeah. sounds
1: about right, right?
2: <laughs> $14, I don't $14 know. to win a dollar. I know it's going to be hard for people to believe. I knew how to count That's change, but good. my math skills
1: weren't good. If, if, if anything, even though I don't think it's going to happen, it might be worth, fifty. like I said, 50 bucks to win 400 bucks, But I, I don't think it's going to happen. No. The other thing I want to talk to Mike about, we're going to do this when we come back, about... Um, how these divisions are going to look because these teams are going to be playing. You know, you always play a lot, uh, let's face it, inside your division in MLB. The percentage in this sprint of a season is actually higher than what it is normally in a regular season. So how is that going to affect division odds? We'll talk about that when we come back a little bit more on World Series Odds 2. Uh, we've got a NASCAR play for the weekend. We hit last weekend. We're yes. going to try to do it again. We had a nice 8-1 win. I winner. love
2: that, man. I told you from the beginning, Blaney. Forget about it.
1: The Irishman or Ian Blaney. Oh, the Irishman. They're at Pocono at the Tricky Triangle this weekend, so we'll talk about that. we got a lot the to do, The Tricky Triangle. I just,
2: got, I just got the name of my next bar. <laughs> My God. That's pretty good, isn't it? Oh, my God.
1: That's like the Viagra Triangle meeting. Well, I think they should change
2: the name because (laughs) of social distancing. Call it the Tricky Triangle down on Rush Street now. That's
1: pretty good. Why not? Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco, and we're the odds couple.
0: This is the odds couple on ESPN 1000. This is the odds couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000 or stream it on the all-new ESPN Chicago app.
1: Welcome back inside the odds couple presented by prop swap here on ESPN 1000 podcast always goes up as sure as we're done as soon as we're done. Excuse me. And so you can check out the ESPN Chicago app when we're done tonight at eight, Jonathan hood is on more local programming, hoodie. love hoodie, get you rolling into the weekend, eight to 10. So don't miss Jay hood coming up at eight. We're back in the morning with the encore replay from eight until nine before Jeff Meller and Freddie Hubner. So uh, every Friday, make sure you check us out. And then again, Saturday morning, if you ever miss anything. How about this news, too, Mike, that as Illinois moves into Phase 4, the casinos uh, do get to reopen next week. And uh, it's going to probably look and feel a little bit different in there and plexiglass everywhere. But for the people that want to go to the Illinois casinos, uh, you'll be able to do that starting next week. So for the gamblers, that's good news. I,
2: I will not go in until everything is like back to normal. I can, but I will be playing from home, exactly. which is a beautiful thing. Now, if you like table games and you want to wear the mask or you want to have partitions between you, like you're at the bank or you're <laughs> or you're visiting your husband or wife in the local prison, that's fine, uh, you know. But uh, to me, I'll wait. I, everybody's got that choice, but it, you know. Thank God you're, you have apps now. Yeah, uh, we just had prop swap on uh, with Luke, so thank God you got all this other action. I quit playing table games a long time ago. I'd win five hundred at the sports book, and then I'd walk over and play blackjack for ten minutes, and I was down 200. <laughs> Forget about it. I'm done.
1: So you gave it up. It's smart. I,
2: I had three hours in a ball game. I remember there was a game. Freddie Garcia. I'm on the edge of my seat. I got a ton on it. They the Sox win four to three with my guy Freddie Garcia. <laughs> And I always loved them because I traveled with the Sox to Detroit. I walked in to a restaurant. Freddie had a martini <laughs> sitting in front of him. He was the best. And 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 you know what? I loved him. I bet him, but man, it was excruciating, excruciating. And then I get the the money, and then I go across the way at Caesars to the tables, and I got my both my pockets are are inside out. Forget about it.
1: You don't want to bother. No. Well, for the folks that do like the table games, it's good news that they will be reopening. Uh, So normally in baseball, you're playing, you know, in a full normal 162-game season, you're playing about 44 to 46% of your games inside your division. It's a pretty heavy number, obviously. This year, uh, what they're going to do is you're going to play 10 games against each opponent. So you've got 40 there, and then the interleague games, uh, according to geography, uh, are going to make up the other 20 games, you know, um, and now you're looking at 66% of your games inside the division. I, I was looking around seeing if anybody had posted division uh, odds yet, and I think they're waiting to get a, a full look at exactly what mm-hmm. the schedule's going to be. Mm-hmm. But that's going to be another tricky thing maybe for the odds makers here a little as you start oh, to yeah. kind of weight the divisions and see who's got some of the tougher matchups because now you're really – you're playing two-thirds of your games in this sprint – against your division. So inside a tough division, that's going to be tricky, I think.
2: I don't think, though, the odds makers mind because it looked like there was going to be nothing, no season. So while they'll be taking some chances, and while we'll be taking chances, there's no doubt. Hey, if the odds makers don't know, how are we supposed to know? Because we do this, folks. But it's not going to be cut and dry. We don't know what's going to happen. Is Atlanta going to be? I, I, I love Atlanta yeah. this year. I'm looking at Atlanta, and I'm saying to myself, maybe they're, maybe they're a team that will get off to a quick start. They got Hustlers. They got Freeman. They got Marquecas. They got guys to jump out of the gate. They got pretty good pitching. So it's going to be tricky, though. They might end up, because of the lack of spring training or the shortness of it, they could start out 0-10. We don't know, Carm.
1: Yeah. I, you know, Atlanta's an interesting one. I'm glad you I love up. Atlanta. In, in Atlanta, you're getting a pretty good price on Like, If you wanted to jump in on Atlanta now, you could get the Braves at 13-1 to 1 to win That's the That's a great Series. price. It's a great price. I agree with you.
2: Yeah. Atlanta's tough. I, I like them this year. I mean, like, those guys don't lollygag. You got Acuna,
1: who I would. I love them
2: To me, somebody asked me the other day on Twitter. They said, you, can name, you could pick any player in the major leagues. I didn't even look at his stats. I just watch him play. Yeah. I know he had good stats last year, the year before he, he was on the come. i take take Acuna Jr. I,
1: right I love, off the bat. I, I love him. I think he's a good play for, for MVP, although the odds oh, are, yeah. are short. I mean, you're not going to get great odds. He's one of the favorites in the National League. He should be. But he's awesome. I think you're right. Um, you know, Imagine him in the
2: Cub outfield.
1: Oh my god. I, I'd imagine him in the White Sox outfield. I think I'd like it. Yeah, either um, one. I mean, come on. You know, like the Phillies, I mean, it, even though yet last year it was disappointing, you know, you change managers, you Bring in Girardi. You add Zach Wheeler. I mean, like, you know, could the Phillies at twenty to one now? Again, I, you know, you're talking about a team in the division. They got. They got. But, I, I mean, they've know. got the talent, though. They do, Mike. They've got Listen, the talent to do it. I know it.
2: your fondness for Bryce Harper. I do like I found, Bryce Harper. I found that out the other day. I said to Bryce Harper, just had an OK season. <laughs> well, they did good at the gate. Like you were, like, uh, Comiskey. <laughs> like you were Comiskey. Like you were Carmen Comiskey. Like you were Nate Manal. You were the owner. <laughs> I mean, my God. I, I said, what, Carb? But, but you're right. It's up to Bryce Harper. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry. He He got that deal. And, man, I mean, me, Media got a better, better deal. We know that. But he's got a deal where you're supposed to produce. And I think the pressure's on him again. I think it's a tough deal for Bryce. I, look, I don't bear him any ill will. To me, he's an entertaining ball player. I love watching him. I just think he's overpaid. But like you said, he brings fans in. But how long will that last, and how's he going to react to a shorter season? We'll yeah. find out.
1: Well, another angle. Mike and I talked about this two weeks ago. One thing to keep in mind about Bryce Harper. This is, again, just for future stuff right. and things like that. Uh, right starts. He, exactly. Bryce Harper has historically... <laughs> been a very fast starter
2: and you think i don't listen to you
1: you pay attention oh yeah (laughs) i mean his april and may numbers in his career are sick now you're not playing in april and may that's the problem uh carm but if it's but if like the mindset is the same you know and he comes out gangbusters again you can get an mvp ticket right now on bryce harper for like 12 to 1
2: but if you're used to playing a 162 game schedule yeah your mindset can't possibly be the same, especially with the fact that as you're looking down the bench, you're going, instead of going, if I get a hit, he's going to move me? You're saying, I wonder if he's got COVID, oh, you know? God. I mean, seriously.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, because they got people freaked out now, and they're going to play, and they're going to take their temperatures, and most of the p- athletes, You look, look. You know what's going to be the shortest list in history? The list of athletes who have died from COVID. Yes, I would
1: think so. That's
2: never going to – I mean, seriously, we know they're going to get over it. We know a lot of them don't have symptoms. That doesn't mean they can't be freaked out about it. Are all of them going to have – you need a clear mind when you're going up to hit or to do the toughest thing in sports in a baseball. It's interesting, yeah. I mean, it's a a psych-out thing in a way.
1: Yeah, I wonder. That's a good point. Well, did you hear
2: Avery Bradley from uh, – he's got a shot to win a title. And then you know what I did, Carm? I said, hmm, Avery Bradley, he's got a nice family. People are chastising him now. Excuse, excuse him for caring. He made he's made fifty seven million already. Yeah. But then I look to see what how much he's worth. He likes to spend eight, eight million. <laughs> how can that be? <laughs> oh, that's easy. Wait, it's the NBA. How could that I be? I don't know
1: how accurate those are. All they the throw time. the money around. Come yeah, on. and, and what Mike's talking about, if people don't know, Avery Bradley's not going to go to the bubble because I guess his nope. youngest son has some respiratory issues and yeah. has bad asthma, and he just doesn't he doesn't want to take the chance. And you can't you can't blame him or begrudge him for that. He's or a other very good guys? Team. Or yeah, uh, you know, Trevor Rees is not going to go because of a custody issue. How about Vince Carter? I quit too because maybe he would have played this year.
2: Or he probably would have played this year. He retired now, yeah, right?
1: Retiring, yeah.
2: I loved him. Oh Class act. Well, great. you know what I loved about him? He got out of the Jordan comparison business very quickly, yep. kept his mouth shut, understood he played at North Carolina, understood who Michael Jordan
1: was. Yep, I think you're right. He was his own thing, you know, Mike? Yeah. Like and he, I. I think you're absolutely right about that. Vince never. Nope. I don't think he tried to nope. follow in his footsteps. And but but when when Vince was young, and yes. I mean, he was so electrifying. He was so explosive. He took this league. I mean, like fans went nuts for him because of how acrobatic and how majestic he was in the air. He was a great scorer early in his career. I mean, people might forget because he's played so friggin' long. His first six, seven, eight years in the league. Vince Carter was yep. a, a wonderful offensive talent. Yes,
2: he was, man. He really and you was. had I mean, just he was he's chiseled, he's ready to play. Yeah. Uh I think that he could help a team. Uh but I mean if you have a rec team and you know him, uh, I mean
1: call him <laughs> what I would do.
2: Yeah, absolutely call. Especially if, if you've been down in, uh, down in the standings. Give Vince a call. <laughs> My a God.
1: Call right away. Yeah. Right, when we come back, it's Jimmy Miller. Jimmy! That's our guy. He's going to give us some horses for the weekend, and we've got uh, the NASCAR race to talk about this weekend at Pocono, so don't go anywhere. We still have uh, lots to do. Mike North, Carmen DeFelco, we're coming right back on The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple
0: on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000.
1: the home stretch on this Friday night. It's Carmen DeFalco and Mike North, and we're the odds couple presented by PropSwap on ESPN 1000. Hit us up on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. Remember, when we're done at 8, Jonathan Hood takes over. 8 to 10 tonight, more local programming rolling you into the weekend. And it's that time in the show that we talk to our good buddy, the galloping gent from Hawthorne Race Course. He is at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. He is Jim. Jimmy!
4: That's yeah, our guy. What's up, Jimmy! What's up guys? Yeah, we might get a little bit of rain this weekend, but you know what? That's not going to stop us for racing. We have tons of races, horses continuing to just overfill the entry box, but that's great. Good. We just add more and more races and do what we can for the racing fan.
1: Well, how was uh, I heard the 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 app, the Bet Hawthorne, yep. uh, the Club Hawthorne app is phenomenal. We've talked about it right. a lot and you know, you can watch and wager there. You don't have to leave the house. And I heard the action was really good for the Belmont last weekend.
4: Uh, I'll tell you, it was absolutely incredible. I mean, a typical day f- through the app, say you're going to do Hundred fifty two hundred thousand wagers through the app. We were more than double that through the Club Hawthorne app for Belmont Day, which was great. And the app continues to be up. And the thing about it and the reason we push this app is that's where the highest percentage of that wagering dollar goes back to the horsemen for their purses. So that's really why we push this Club Hawthorne app. Instead of, say, 2 or 3% of that dollar going back, you're talking upwards of 7%. And that's kind of what gears the purses. And then that's really what we want to do for these horsemen, give them the opportunities to race and have the purse money to help them to race.
2: Well, Jimmy, you know me. I'm happy for you, and I'm happy for everybody, all the horsemen. But believe me when I tell you this, I didn't think I'd find – some people dumber than baseball owners until I got it to the horse racing industry, because the start with the Kentucky Derby last. I'm sorry the way that this happened. I think if you ask 90, 100 percent, the people out there who won uh, the the Belmont, they, they won't even be able to tell you now. It was a shorter race. I'm glad you made the handle. But was this very forgettable? Because there wasn't a lot of buzz afterwards.
4: Oh, sure. And it definitely was forgettable. I mean, you got helped a little bit by the fact that there weren't professional sports back. But I'll tell you, the Kentucky Derby, you have to worry about this race getting buried a little bit because that's going to be opening weekend of the college football season. You may have four professional sports leagues still going on at that time. And I think that's the biggest concern going forward. So you have the Belmont. Now you have to wait all the way till the first week of September for the Kentucky Derby, and then another month after for the Preakness. So it definitely does lose its luster this year.
1: So will will uh, tis the law be the Derby favorite, Jimmy? Yes.
4: Oh yeah, he'll yeah. be the favorite. He'll be a heavy favorite. Yeah, and uh, it's one of those things for the Kentucky Derby. I mean, it is the run for the roses. You know, the first Saturday in May, you always get that full gate of twenty. I don't know if you're going to have 20 in the Kentucky Derby this year, and it's only for the fact that a lot of these three-year-olds have already either faced injury, have been shut down a little bit, or they're just going to have so many other options throughout the course of the summer now that they may not necessarily want to take on a full field of 20 in the Kentucky Derby. So I'll be curious to see, but Barkley Tags done an incredible job with Tiz the Law spacing out those races. I'm sure he'll have that horse ready, and I'll bet you Tiz the Law is probably a four to five favorite in the Kentucky Derby. Wow,
1: okay. How about for this weekend, Jimmy? What are we wagering?
4: Yeah, Saturday night, we're going to Hawthorne. we got to go to the home track, and there's three horses to look at in three consecutive races. So Saturday night, starting race number nine, look to the eight horse, clearly the bomb, bet this horse across the board, six to one in the morning line. It's a two-year-old just making its first lifetime start, but qualifying well, finishes well in those qualifiers, so clearly the bomb in race nine. Race 10, go to the four. You make my heart sing. This is a horse that has good speed, just missing its last out and draws a better post. And then in race number 11, another horse to bet across the board, the four, Heidi High. This was a horse that was game in its last, Likes this track, and a 7-1 to in the morning line, so a couple of decent prices that could give you a nice return.
1: Love that. Race 9, the 8 horse, bet it across the board. That means win, place, and show everybody. You wager 2, it's a $6 bet. The 10th race, the 4 horse, and then the 11th race, the 4 horse again, and that's another horse to bet across the board, right?
4: That's right, boys. Sounds
1: good. Jimmy, happy wagering. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.
4: Alright, guys. Have a great weekend.
1: Jim, too, buddy. There he is, Jim Miller, at Hawthorne Jim. He's great on Twitter. Okay. Make sure you follow him. Hit him up there. Uh, yeah, now we really, it's a long I got wait. my
2: brains beat in in that race. I bet eight long shots, and tis the law just destroyed. Yeah. I mean, that, and then I got my brains beat in and golfed last week with the matchups. You know? I mean, you know what they say? They, they must have said last week, let's golf like North. Let's <laughs> golf like him. Because the guys that I had, I'm not going to mention names now, Forget about it. But, you know, I I was just a bad week. But you know what? That's what carbon and I do. We don't come in every week and go, hey, I mean, we gave I didn't give these on the air. Thank God we gave winner on the air. Plus the, uh, the NASCAR guy, which, by the way, carb, you've been on fire with the NASCAR.
1: Yeah, Blaney, look, that was a nice little payday for everybody, right? Yes, sir. He had it at about eight, eight and a half to one. Very good. Blaney uh, just, I mean, he won by seven together of a second. We rode together. Merkin got in on that, too. Merkin got in. I had a lot of people on Twitter hit me up after and say, boy, thanks. Glad you guys mentioned that on the odds couple. That was a nice little payday. Yep. Um, You know, NASCAR's been... Look, they've rolled this out well, I think. I've never been this into NASCAR. It's been fun. It's something to wager on. I'm learning a little bit more about the sport.
2: Well, I'd like Logano to make some noise. I'm going to give him a couple more weeks, and then... If he doesn't, I mean, you saw the Pope of Greenwich Village. That's right. I mean, enough. That's a, that's a, enough. I'll little, get off him. I'll get off him faster than I got off that guy with the lie. Forget that's, about that's it. That's
1: pretty good. Little Bed Bug Eddie at the end. I love ben it.
2: Bed Bug got it. That's right. You know what? He didn't feel like opening the door. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's Bert a, Young. That's, listen, for all the young people I'm sorry. Out there, uh, it, Pope of Greenwich Village. Th- this is your homework assignment. If you're yes. like, what are Carmen and Mike talking about? Watch the Pope of Greenwich Village. Oh. It's phenomenal. When America was a... America. It's got horse racing. It's got a heist. It's got the mob. It. I mean, it's got yeah. you know two cousins. When, it's the if best. you threw, I guarantee you, if you threw something through their window during a protest
2: or anything, there'd be gunfire. It is
1: unbelievable, man. Yes, you got to watch it. So, speaking of NASCAR, Pocono yes. 350 on Sunday. They call this top the, of my head the Tricky Triangle. I'm going to give you a few things here. People were saying, you know, uh, how do you pick winners in NASCAR? If you know anything about NASCAR, they're still. You pour over the data, and you can learn top a thing fives. or two. You
2: so, can bet top five. Absolutely.
1: So it here, all... we, here's some keys for this weekend, everybody. Toyota cars have won the last five races at Pocono. Guys to watch that always do well there, that drive Toyota cars. Denny oh. Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Martin Shurex Jr. The real guy to watch here, you're not going to get much of a price, but it is Kyle Busch. He has won three of the last five NASCAR events at Pocono, and he's finished inside the top 10 in each of his last seven races at the track. He's really good on this track. He's only four and a half to one, so you're not going to get a great price. Uh Truex Jr. seven to one. Mm-hmm. Hamlin, you'll get a longer price, and I kind of like this. At eight to one again, just like good. our winner last week. Yep. Denny Hamlin's eight to one. He's won at Pocono three times in his career, including last July. So I would take a look at Denny Hamlin at eight to one. And your guy Logano is eleven to one and somebody else to probably watch for this weekend, certainly inside the top five, Mike.
2: Well, you know what? I mean you look at uh, NASCAR you look at how many races are going on you see that they they're getting some action I'll tell you what I'm looking at I think you got to bet the numbers here 8 to 1 10 to 1 yep. it's easy to do um I sort of like Truex
1: okay I sort of like Truex You pretty good price there too at 7 to 1 and he's done all well this track
2: yes You know I sort of like Truex uh you know what and and, and to me you just you just hope that you know what you don't. Nobody's getting hurt, but I I can't believe can you keep up with all these races? I mean, they're fa- I mean the two to three a week.
1: I know they've got two events again Saturday and Sunday at Pocono. This one, the big uh, Cup Series one, is on Sunday. Obviously, the three fifty. You know, we've had Wednesday races. We had the Monday race because of the postponement, and now less than uh, a week later, you know, you're you're right back at it, and I think. While we do wait for those of us that sort of like to, the more traditional sports and the you know the, the you know NBA, MLB, NHL, NFL, that kind of stuff, we still have to wait for some of that, and that's yep. why having golf and NASCAR it's come back huge. successfully. I think you're right, Mike. I think it's been huge.
2: It's been huge, and to watch golf for four days to have interest in it, folks. I'm telling you, you know what? You don't have to go a thousand bucks a golfer. No. You don't have. You can play props uh, like Karam did with Rose with the top five a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. you can bet some golf just bet 10 15 20 25 bucks and if your guys in it the whole way you'll watch it like you were at the masters
1: totally agree yeah you know and these it's guys fun are, these guys are going low on these uh, on these starts too i mean so far since coming what back. what do you think the equipment too they're saying now and the, and the golf balls i mean they just keep getting
2: better and better i think there are some illegal pharmaceuticals going on with certain <laughs> players i'm not going to mention any names but i couldn't believe kepka oh. driving a apart Five. It's crazy. Well, I mean, that to me, and then they're telling me it's just the equipment, and he's a monster. DeChambeau's a monster.
1: That's the one. I mean, Bryson DeChambeau last I'm very week, suspicious of him. I mean, he and I, I we, we joked about this on Twitter. I know Mike saw it. I mean, but you got to hit it straight anyway, I well, you guess. You do. He 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 carried a three-wood. Oh. <laughs> 300 yards. I mean, like, what? what is going Do on? Mike,
2: you remember? When, I had to explain it to people that don't golf that a three-wood is supposed to be about, what, Carm, 230, 240 yards? I mean, yards? probably. I mean. He's I'm, averaging 330, 325 on the drive.
1: There was a time not too long ago. I mean, I, I, maybe not too long ago is not the way to put it because I guess you got to go back into the late 90s, early 2000s. But there was a time when we all watched golf, Mike, when there were like, maybe 3 or 5 guys that drove the ball 300 yeah. yards. Yeah. Now you probably have 70 guys that you've got Bryson DeChambeau carrying 297 yards with the 3-wood. It's insanity.
2: I don't know. We talked about Speith and that he's not a long hitter. Right. I don't know in this era how he's going to keep up with uh, against these guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, I watched Dustin Johnson get wiped out by Kepka he was one of my picks last week. Thanks, yeah. pal. Start concentrating. Yeah. Anyway, but you know, Kepka. They talked about Dustin Johnson like he's a long hitter, and then oh, Kepka man. kicked it in. And I yeah. got a bad. I got a feeling he's going to win another major or two.
1: I I think so too. He's got so he's much kicking game. it in the gear right, right yeah. now. The guys like Rory, Deshambo, uh, like you said, Kepka. The what the, what they do off the tee, the way they hit the ball, it's just absolutely insane. Do you
2: so. think horseshoes missed their opportunity with this thing, COVID? Or did beanbags take the place? I think beanbags took the place. I think horseshoes there's a place for horseshoes to make a comeback in America.
1: Beanbag? I've actually watched some of that. It's
2: So it, have I. It's actually not too bad. I <laughs> have a game you know, somebody gave me a game, the beanbag game. I've pulled it out once. That's great. You know? I pulled it out once, but I felt I like just had to have jean shorts on. Right, when I, was I know, it. I know. You know what I'm saying?
1: All right, great stuff as always, Mikey. Thank uh, you, buddy. We're out of time this Friday. We're going to be back with everybody next Friday to get you set for the holiday weekend. So, uh, everyone, have a wonderful weekend. Thank you to Randy Merkin, our buddy Eric Ostrowski, Sean Davis. Great job by everybody. Jonathan Hood is coming up. Buddy. If you missed anything, tomorrow morning, the Encore replay before uh, Freddie Huebner and midway Jeff Meller will be on from 8 to 9. Mike, you have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. You Carm. Thanks, everybody. Have have a good one, everybody. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple
0: with Carmen DeBalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000.